it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. One of our favorite guests is Garland Favorito in Atlanta, Georgia of VoterGA.org. He's been an integral part of our investigations in the Peach State as far as election integrity. Welcome, Garland. Thanks. Good to be back, Todd. Appreciate so uh, there's been some reports in the curling case versus Raffensperger, which uh, reports of a sealed report uh, on election integrity, which is extremely interesting and uh uh, we understand that could be uh, impactful for uh, Mike Lindell's cases, but uh, you've been involved in this for some time. I don't think people understand that. So if you could give the 30,000-foot view of the case and, and what in the report and what you can say about the report, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So so this the, the case that uh, the report is filed in, an expert witness report by Dr. Alex Haldeman, um, the case is probably the most significant uh, election case in Georgia history. Um, it is very comprehensive. The Judge Totenberg, uh, rev she reviewed more, probably more evidence than ever in, in any other election case in the, in the history of the state. Mm -hmm. And she's made already three uh, remarkable findings. And that is one, that the old systems that we use, the, what we call the direct recording electronic system, these are the paperless touchscreens, were unconstitutional and needed to be banned in the state of Georgia. It's something that I had said 17 years earlier. I had warned the elections officials about that back in 2002. But in 2019, she basically con uh, concurred with what I'd said in 2002 and overrode a Georgia Supreme Court decision against us in, that we uh, received in 2009. So that was one uh, thing. In that same report, that order, uh, which is, by the way, up on the VoterGA.org website in 2019, she also concluded in that same order that uh, the Secretary of State's office was, quote, not credible. Mm -hmm. uh, and that had to do with a violation where they had left the server um, uh, in Kennesaw State, the central election server exposed to the internet. Anyone could have uh, uh, put in on any kind of a virus that they wanted. It was exposed, uh, they found for six months. We found out with future uh, investigation, it was exposed for years. Wow. So um, so any, any, any outside party could control, you know, bad actor could control Georgia elections. Mm -hmm. Because that's where, you know, Georgia elections are, are propagated from that central server. Right. It goes from the central server to the counties, and they, they do the voting machines. So that was the second one. And then the third one, uh, the most incredible ruling that she made, was that the current machines, these are the Dominion uh, machines that are now at, at, at the center of our controversy and our mm -hmm. lawsuit that we filed on August 24th. These machines violate uh, Georgia law 
multiple Georgia statutes because they um, they accumulate votes that are in a QR code that the voter cannot verify and the voter can't uh, read the, that text right. or anything. So what did they see on the ballot, if it said um, Donald Trump, they could the QR code could say Joe Biden or vice versa and accumulate the votes that way. So that's the significance of that case. It's still pending. There's the um, she has not ruled uh, or provided relief for the um, the fact that the Dominion system uh, in Georgia is is illegal uh, mm -hmm. according to her own interpretation, and uh, and certainly we of course agree with her. Um, so, uh, but she hasn't provided relief for that. So we we went into court with our lawsuit on August twenty fourth, requesting the relief based on all of those comprehensive findings and evidence that she has uh, made and the two orders she issued two 150 page scathing orders one in 2019 one in 2020 they're both on our, our website at voterga.org you can read those scathing mm -hmm. orders. so let me just quickly say we've written about this extensively in our georgia election integrity series but which is up on uh cd media so people can find that under our Georgia record uh, section. Um, but that being said, go ahead, Garland. Sure. So now Dr. Alex Haldeman comes into play. So just to give you the background on Dr. Haldeman, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Haldeman was originally a student at Princeton uh, back around, I guess it was 2006, mm -hmm. 2008. And he was on the team from uh, where uh, Dr. Ed Felton uh, presented to the United States Congress and the House Administration Committee a hack of the old system that we had here, the Georgia, the Debold system. Mm -hmm. And they literally hacked this in front of the United States Congress, the House mm -hmm. Administration Committee. They showed, uh, they, they ran a test, they showed how uh, voters voted for I guess it was five to nothing for George Washington over Benedict Arnold. Mm -hmm. They printed out the results, and the results showed that it was three for Benedict Arnold, two for uh, George Washington. Mm -hmm. so Benedict Arnold had, had had defeated George Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, so they hacked the machine in front of the Congress. Dr. Haldeman was part of that landmark um, uh, testimony from Professor Ed, Ed Felton. You can see him sitting mm -hmm. uh, right behind uh, Professor Felton. He went on to become... Um, uh, a professor at the University of Michigan, and he was also the expert witness, or one of the one, one of the expert witnesses that um, the Krilling plaintiffs called in on the Krilling v. Raffensperger suit. Okay. So that's the background of how we got to where we are now, and then uh, as as a part of that, there was an expert report that uh, very incredibly detailed report that um, Professor Haldeman has uh, uh, basically um, created. And that report is under seal uh, in the Curling v. Raffensperger case. And it's critical to, uh, really it's critical to national security because he outlined how specifically the Dominion voting system uh, can be hacked and the BMDs. And he uh, probably also, uh, I would, I would guess, if that report was made public, it would also show how other systems could be hacked. Because I, I would imagine that a lot of what he has in that, in that report, uh, is applicable to multiple vendors and multiple systems. 
So attorney Kurt Olson, who's Lindell's attorney this morning on War Room said that Raffensperger is actively preventing that, or I guess advocating that report not be released and also trying to stop it from going to CISA, which is our federal election system. So, or watchdog for the processes for the federal election. So you essentially have um, a, a system in Georgia that's been declared illegal prior to the 2020 election. Nothing was done about it. Now you have the secretary of state preventing that information from being sent to the federal officials. Is that, did I say that right? Uh, you, you did Todd. And just mm -hmm. to add to that, you know, the Secretary of State has protected Dominion every step of the way. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's bizarre um, that he would be so closely um, in bed with them. But but um, the, he, uh, in several cases down here where the counties um, have exposed problems with the Dominion system, serious, serious problems mm -hmm. regarding both the accuracy and security of the system, uh, every time he has attempted to prosecute or get the uh, elections officials who expose these these vulnerabilities fired, and, yeah. in some, and in some cases he has been successful. So uh, in, invariably, where it's come up, where we have asked, you know, these these problems come up, and we ask for a forensic exam of the Dominion system in that particular county, he's after uh, you know out there investigating the. Uh, the elections director, and you know, and of course, and even though the board might back them up, and he'll continue until he tries to get them removed, and, and he's been successful on, on on several cases, and that's the way, another way that he is protecting Dominion uh, by attempting to get elections officials who expose problems fired. So now you have to wonder what is driving this man to protect the voting system vendor so severely. So, uh, well, obviously, this needs to be made public. But are you uh, pushing for uh, any other? Uh, what, let me ask you this: What relief are you pushing for in the uh, in the case that you filed a few weeks ago? I know we've written about it, but I want to reiterate what you're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. So, mm -hmm. so we filed on August 24th. We filed the case to permanently ban the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 system in the state of Georgia on the grounds that the Curling v. Raffensperger case, the, Judge Tonberg has already reviewed uh, a massive amount of evidence, the most probably ever presented in a Georgia election case, and she's issued those 250-page uh, scathing rulings, and she's concluded that the system violates multiple Georgia laws. Specifically, the laws require an elect elector verifiable ballot with human readable text. The um, what is accumulated is not verifiable by by the voter and it's not human readable. Uh, so you can argue that there's other stuff on the ballot that's human readable and that it's, uh, you know, that can be verified, but that's not what's accumulated. And Judge Totenberg saw through that ruse and said, no, uh, you can you can say that all day long, but the bottom line is what's accumulated has to be verifiable uh, by the voter and it has to be human readable text. So on those issues, we filed uh, our lawsuit to say that we need the relief that hasn't mm -hmm. yet been granted and which is to remove this system from the state of Georgia. Yeah. And, and uh, the re only main reason why she has not uh, done that already, I think, is because when she made this conclusion, it was only three weeks before the election, as you were uh -huh. saying tonight. So um, uh, ironically, 
uh, it's, it's just an amazing situation. But I think I'll just reiterate what you mm -hmm. already said. And that mm -hmm. is that the, the November 2020 election was conducted on a system that had already been found to be in violation of multiple Georgia statutes prior to the election being conducted. And so the Georgia legislature, if it had any uh, guts, for lack of a better word, could technically call for a new election or decertify it or what what are your thoughts there well Just yeah based on that ruling there's all sorts of there's all sorts of of options open to the georgia legislature and of mm -hmm. course those would be two of the options and then we had one legislator go on our lawsuit with us mm -hmm. uh, philip singleton down in uh, i think it's district 71 and down in uh, coweta county charles shopsburg and he, uh, you know, can also try to get this system uh, out, you know, get the legislature to move. Um, so um, what would it take for the 2022 election to use this ruling to remove the vulnerabilities to the Georgia election system? Would it take, what, what would it take for to for the 2022 election for to use this ruling to remove any vulnerabilities, whether that be the machines or whatever, whatever has been decided is illegal. Would it take a legislative act? Would it take executive action or both or what? Well, I, I think that the Secretary of State could do it on his own regard. The you know, Secretary mm -hmm. of State has pretty broad authority here for um, elections equipment mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. However, of course, the, the, the um, Secretary of State is not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So the secretary is going to have to be ordered to do it by the general by the legislature. So it probably uh, requires some some type of legislation to be passed to uh, force the the um, secretary of state to do his job, mm -hmm. or we have to wait for that secretary to be replaced, which I right. think is, is that's too late because we would have conducted um, the election again on this high risk software uh, and and hardware, which is just unacceptable. Well, Garland, thank you. That's been highly informative. We just wanted to uh, make that point out to the public and uh, and reiterate it because I think it's highly impactful to what we're seeing right now. So to close, the Georgia 2020 elections were held on illegal equipment. Due to that fact, there could be legislative or executive action to either decertify or call for a new election in 2020. And then in 2022, we could use that to remove the machines and any vulnerabilities. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I believe it is, Todd. So, and just I'm, I'm, add a mm -hmm. couple more points if we have mm -hmm. a few minutes. Sure. Um, so, for, you, know, you know, there are other issues with machines, not just the mm -hmm. verifiability. There are issues about accuracy. There's issues about security, which Dr. Holland points out. Mm -hmm. And there's issues um, with the auditability of them, uh, which Dr. Also, Haldeman also points out uh, some of those issues. Uh, but the other question, and it's, I think it's important to, for the folks to know, is that the question of were there four warnings that this was going to occur? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So the, you know, Brian Kemp set up a safe commission when he was Secretary of State before becoming governor, and um, we had our own recommendations uh, from Voter GA, which are out on our studies tab, and we recommended against uh, this type of uh, unverifiable system explicitly. Uh, and, and even showed a code language into the legislature how to have how to prevent this uh, from even being purchased. Mm -hmm. uh, the legislature didn't like it down quite that much. But in addition to that, 
there was the House Bill 316 here in which uh, the, this is the bill that created the disaster in Georgia. Mm -hmm. and, and that bill, uh, we had hundreds of more people testify uh, uh, against uh, an unverifiable system and four handmarked paper ballots at, at, at that uh, hearing. And then uh, Brad Ravensburger himself was personally warned because I, I had a meeting with him prior to him becoming Secretary of State, myself and the president of Madison Forum. Uh, the president and I both met with uh, Brad when he was a runoff candidate. And we explained to him that you know, he should avoid an unverifiable voting system with a QR coded voting system. I gave him uh, different, different systems uh, from different vendors. You know, we didn't play favorites on the vendors. We said, look, there's a good and bad systems from all these vendors. So uh, here's some good ones, here's some bad ones. You know, we had, we had one or two from each vendor, good and bad. So uh, the, one of the things I think is important for the folks to know is that, you know, Brad Rathensberger was fully informed. He was a fully informed secretary when he, when he took over. He was not, he didn't make these uh, this as a mistake. This wasn't a yeah. mistake. This was an intentional, uh, um, uh, deliberate attempt and to buy this unverifiable voting system. And I think that's also discussed and it's important for your folks to, you know, all, all the, uh, the the folks at, you know, CDM, CD Press, CDM Press and CD Media to know that, yes, uh, they were full one. We have watchdogs here. We've been watching mm -hmm. them uh, and advising them uh, over and over again but they are just not paying attention for whatever reasons that they may have. So before we wrap up, when do you expect to hear on this case? We uh, have just gotten a response from the, uh, uh, to our complaint um, just in the last uh, few days. And uh, we have put together um, our, we'll probably respond to it. I haven't talked with the attorney yet, but uh, the, the response is, it's just like the response in our ballot inspection case. Uh, that we got, and we got that amicus brief that we got from Secretary of State. It's loaded with uh, factual inaccuracies and just really blatant lies. Mm -hmm. um, so we will, you know, we basically, in our reply to in our ballot inspection case, accused Secretary of State's office and specifically the Assistant Attorney General who filed a report of lying. So uh, likewise, here we go again, uh, same report. There is no excuse for this. And they're trying to make up excuses which just don't hold water. So, so you're going to have to adjudicate that in court, I guess? Or Yeah, uh, we could be going to court as early as this month. Mm. Uh, we don't know yet, um, but um, it, it could be that soon. Uh, we hope to go into court quickly and try to get this resolved, hopefully in our benefit and mm -hmm. uh, for the benefit of all voters in Georgia. So in, on the other case with uh, Judge Amaro, you're expecting uh, a hearing in November, correct? Is that the latest? November November 15th, we will go back to court uh, on that hearing. Again, we were faced with another false information from the judge mm -hmm. that ended up causing a delay. So we'll be able to, in fact, I was working on that today. We'll mm -hmm. lay out all the information that the judge was told it was false, and then we'll be able to, uh, I think, uh, hopefully go forward uh, after our next hearing. Garland, thank you very much. We'll uh, have you back on soon because I'm sure this story is going to get more exciting. Thanks okay. again, Bella. Take care. Thanks. Bye -bye.